My God is for us. To stop us. All right, God bless you folks. So good to be with you tonight once again. Please turn in your Bibles to Second Timothy chapter 3. If you can stand, please stand. Second Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, we dealt with that, boasters, we dealt with that last night, and we're going to deal with it a little bit more, proud, blasphemers, these three go together, for pride, uh, proud people, they blaspheme God, they don't respect God, boasting people, don't respect God, so they blaspheme God with their lives, their actions, and with their words, thoughts, and deeds. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, go ahead and check that, false accusers, incontinent, out of control, fierce, despisers of those that are good. This is wokeism for you. The blob of Beelzebub. This is wokeism for you. The blob of Beelzebub. Verse 4, traitors, heady, as connected to pride, high-minded, Lovers, that's connected to pride as well. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away God's people. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you are born again and you have a relationship with God and Jesus Christ his son turn away from this evil turn away from this foolishness the devil has sent a strong delusion uh, and the Bible Jesus and Paul and others have warned us it was coming now that it has come so so many people don't believe it they're deluded and they are deceived. The devil specializes in deceiving people, lying to people, fooling people. He is a liar and the father of lies. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for 
your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family down through the years. But Lord, I pray that you would continue to remind us that this is not heaven. And thankfully, Lord, it's not hell either, as some might say, but uh, uh, this is earth, and this is where we are being tested, tempted, tried, taught, going through tribulations, and so forth. And so, Holy Father God, I thank you for your words, the parable that you gave to this end, to this aim, and to this purpose, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Don't stop. Don't give up. That includes women and boys and girls, and that includes teenagers, young people. And Holy Father God, help us not to get weary. Help everybody who's under the sound of my voice not to get weary and well-doing, for they shall reap if they faint not. What a promise. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And I believe your holy word. I have complete faith in you and your holy word. Uh, not only because you are God and uh, Jesus Christ is my Savior, your Holy Son, but Lord, you have done it. You have heard my prayers thousands of times. You've answered my prayers thousands of times. So I have 100% confidence in you. And uh, anything that you want to do, you can do it. You have done it. You have the power to do it. And I give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor that a feeble man can give. Because as even my mother said, God has been good to you. Even as a pastor in Macon, Georgia said, Preacher, God has been good to you. Throughout my life, you've been good to me. I have not always been good to you, but you've been good to me. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Holy Father God, I, I praise you and I thank you uh, for salvation and spiritual, family and life. Financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Uh, me and my family, thus my family, and all of us who have truly been saved by your grace and born again and not just playing church. And Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, on this beautiful Friday night, have continued mercy and grace upon us. And please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our failures, our faults, all unrighteousness of thought, word, and deed. Uh, 
grieving and quenching your Holy Spirit in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins. And, Lord, I do pray for those of us who are born again and saved. Crush and crucify our flesh afresh and anew, even at this time of the night. And fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit from on high. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will continue to break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. Deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right and to do right and to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray that uh, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, tongues, attitudes, and temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, I pray that you deliver us for those of us who have been washed in your blood and uh, deliver us, Lord, not only tonight but throughout this weekend from temptation, evil, and sin. And Holy Father God, help us to humble ourselves and help us to pray and help us to seek your face. Help us to turn, Lord, from our wicked ways and get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, uh, I pray, Lord, that on this Friday night, as I have had to pray for 35 years with my thorn-in-the-flesh wife, Marika White, uh, she admits that she has not been a good wife, she has not been a good mother, and that's good for her to do that. Uh, I do pray that you will open her blinded eyes, crush her pharaohistic Jamaican pride, and help her to humble herself down and to truly believe in you and to stop thinking that she can do the Christian life. Uh, she is no doubt one of the most miserable Christian people, uh, so-called Christian people that I've ever met. And she, I believe, needs to be born again. I don't want to see her go to hell and burn in hell forever unnecessarily. And so I pray that she would launch out by faith and, as I have told her, do something else her family has not done. Uh, for she has been married longer than all of them, including her mother. And, uh, and that's good. Uh, but she needs to be saved so that she can stop trying and start trusting. Stop fearing and start worrying and, and uh, believe totally in you for her salvation. And uh, 
because you have shown me that many people, not only my wife, but her mother, her aunts, her siblings, other family members on her side of the family, my mother, my sisters, and other family members in my family, on my side of the family, and thousands in churches across this country, you have shown me that one of the reasons why that we're in the mess we're in, in the church and through the church and because of the church, is because many people in church today who think that they're saved and on their way to heaven or on their way to hell, they have never been born again. For you have made it clear that they become a new creature. These people would be easier to deal with if they were saved, if they were born again. They would be more reasonable. And so, Lord, make them new creatures in Christ. As by your grace you've done uh, for me and you've done for other people. And help them to walk in your wonderful, blessed salvation and I also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife Marika White's life and out of the lives of everybody in my family and in other Christian families. Whoever they may be who have a demonic woke spirit which is damning their souls to hell, which is destroying their lives and gutting them of whatever peace and joy and life that they have in them. That's what the woke blob of Beelzebub spirit does. It destroys anything positive in the, on the inside of a person. That's why they feel so empty, so used, so manipulated. And so, Lord, I pray that you would drive the demons of hell out of the hearts and minds and lives of my wife, any of my children who uh, have that problem, uh, anybody on my wife's side of the family, anybody on my side of the family, in this audience, in this country, and around the globe. Give us all sweet victory tonight over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And uh, this is the time of the week that the devil really fights me hard, and he's extremely uh, angry with me. So evidently, we're having a huge impact somewhere uh, because uh, my wife has been an indicator of that as she is acting like a demon-possessed woman she acts like uh, over the past two days, and especially today, act, she acts like she hates you, hates the ministry, uh, doesn't want to do what she's supposed to do for the ministry, even though she does it. Uh, a very stinky and nasty and bad attitude and spirit. And, uh, and now I know where she gets it from as far as her family is concerned. And I do pray that you will, once again, I ask you, uh, I've already asked you to cast the demons of hell out of her so that she can be a pleasant person for her own good. 
but if she chooses not, if she, uh, if that does not happen, and she chooses not to control herself, I pray, Lord, that you would control her. I pray that you will constrain her. I pray that you will restrain her tonight. For as I have told her, even though she may not be saved, uh, she is a human being made by God, made by you. And, uh, and there are millions of people who have to control themselves and behave themselves each and every day, even though they don't know the Lord. But they do, and she has a conscience. If she has not seared it with a hot iron, she has instincts from you, conscience from you. She has a constitution, the law in her heart. We all know what is right and what's wrong. And she does too. Uh, but oftentimes, people in marriages, they don't, they drop their God because they think that they can act any kind of way they want to act around their spouses and family members, even acting ugly. And that is not true. <clears throat> uh, just like <clears throat> people act right on the job where they're getting paid, people act like act right in a theater, control themselves there. She can control herself if she wants to. Uh, just like everybody else, my wife, Marika White, can control herself. I have seen her do it when she's uh, when we're around other people. And uh, but she chooses not to do it when she's around her husband and her children, as many other people are hypocrites like that as well. And so, uh, so she can do it if she wants to. She can put on the dog if she wants to. But Lord, if she chooses not to, because her not being saved is not an excuse about her behavior, she can act right. And if she had wisdom and humility, she would act right for her own good. And uh, uh, so, Lord, if she chooses not to control herself and she allows herself and chooses to allow herself to be controlled and dominated uh, by the devil by choosing not to be obedient, I pray that you will control her, block her, and restrain her so that all of the services tonight and throughout this weekend will go smoothly, decently, and in order and that she will not have a demonic and nasty attitude all day long even before the services, but would be a helpmeet and uh, a and and she might not be a blessing, but at least be a helpmeet. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that not only for uh, my wife, but I pray that for all other pastors and their wives and preachers who are preaching your holy word in this sin-cursed, untoward generation in which we live. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, place upon us all who are saved the whole arm of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and 
Cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. Make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray uh, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick. I pray that you would deliver all of my children and all of the children who are connected to a Bible-believing Christian family from the demonic delusional spirit of wokeism, uh, the blob of Beelzebub. And Holy Father God, rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from their minds and preserve their lives, for this demonic spirit will lead them to emptiness and depression and death, one way or another. And so, Holy Father God, I pray uh, tonight, and I do thank you for giving me the ability to have pleasure in infirmities and troubles, persecutions and trials, as well as to glory in them, marvel in them, and to be cheerful in them, which is very fascinating to me and has been for many years. And I thank you for giving me even greater understanding of it uh, through, by your grace, my own preaching. And uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor from your, for your holy word. And at the same time, Lord, I thank you for allowing me to pray regarding these matters. And I do pray that you deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ and who are striving to serve you. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our afflictions and distresses, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. Deliver us, Holy Father God. From all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we're facing, each and every one of us, and so, Lord, I appeal to you, continue to give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and over all of our problems, troubles, and difficulties in this world. You told us that we shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And, uh, Lord, so uh, we trust in you, since you have overcome the world. And Lord, I do pray tonight that you would bless and protect my family, uh, Lord, and the families of the people gathered around and other families who will gather around later. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh and the devil, and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Holy Father God, I pray that in spite of the satanic attacks coming through my wife and coming through her family, my family, and others, persecution on the left and on the right. And I thank you so much for preparing me for it. And I thank you for my 
uh, sons helping me with the sermons that I preached, uh, the series, two series on one by my first, my oldest son, one by my second son, where we collaborated and I preached on those, on that issue. How that your greatest enemy will be they of your own household. Uh, how that a prophet is not without honor, save in his own household, his own family. Uh, his family honor, they honor uh, everybody else and people who are not about anything. But they won't respect and honor the prophet in their own family. And you were the first to experience that, and you told us about it, and I cannot thank you enough for preparing me for this. And I have gloried in it. I take pleasure in it. I'm ready for the next foot to drop. Uh, from what I understand, they are trying to bind me up and, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, try to hinder me from preaching. And they're already trying to hinder me from preaching online, already trying to hinder me from preaching on Facebook and all of that. And, uh, and I have given it uh, to you because uh, you said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. I know that you can take care of them and punish them and deal with them far better than I can. And uh, I feel sorry for them. For it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So tonight, in front of the cameras and behind the cameras, Lord, uh, I pray that you'll have all that we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the glory, praise, and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, many people today uh, become wealthy by calculated boasting, arrogancy, pride, and blasphemy. They gaslight people and manipulate people to make them think, particularly the gullible, uh, uh, and young, impressionable people, that they are so wonderful and so great. And really, they're not. Men will be uh, proud, men and women will be proud and stubborn and boastful and arrogant in the days of wokeness. In fact, that's a characteristic of woke people. They, ha they really have no power. They think they do. And when they meet God face to face because a person is prayed up, not even trying to battle with them, not even thinking about them in that way, but when they come with their woke foolishness, like Harry and Meghan, uh, you know, and all of that damnable foolishness and lies and mess like that, they're easy to handle. 
easy because uh, God is the one leading you and guiding you to deal with them. Uh, what God told me to do, I've told you. Do not get into what they want you to get into, some kind of battle, some kind of fight where they can fuss you down and cuss you out and and reduce you and try to bring you down on their little devilish level. Don't even... I'm telling you people who run into this because most of you don't know when it hits you. You don't know what's going on, and if you don't know what's going on, then you're going to be swept away, gone with the wind, in dealing with these devilish, proud, stubborn, rebellious, arrogant, blaspheming people. And if you're not prayed up, and read up in the Word of God, you'll fall down flat dealing with these people. Because you're not going to know what, what hits you. Uh, you. You're not going to know that your child or your grandchild or your spouse even has been brainwashed by the devil and his crowd. And they will train, change drastically. And you need to know why. You need to know why, otherwise you're going to you're going to have your heart ripped out of your chest. That's what that's, that's they, they go for the juggler vein. They don't play nice. And I'm going to say something that the sweet evangelicals and the sweet Protestant. Uh, mainline churches and the sweet Baptist churches and the sweet Methodist churches and the sweet Presbyterian churches and the sweet Pentecostal holiness charismatic churches dash dash up in there don't want to say because they don't want to tell the truth but wokeism the delusional demonic spirit of wokeism has handed, has whipped your behind and has handed your behind back to you and has caused you to become a Judas, a Judas, because they paid you off when you thought it was just a nice offering. They paid you off, you gullible you. Uh, they were sent out by uh, Beelzebub himself to your church. They were told, and, and, and they didn't spend their money. Beelzebub gave them the money to drop a million dollars in the offering plate. That had never happened to you before, and so you thought you hit the jackpot. You thought they were being kind and generous. It wasn't even their money. They bought you hook, line, and sinker. You became Judas at that point. Anything they told you to do, you did it. You are a traitor. That's another uh, thing we're going to get to here in this passage. You are a traitor. You, you betrayed God. You betrayed Jesus. You betrayed the word of God that you once knew so well and preached so well as well. <clears throat> 
because you wanted that money to keep on coming in. And they have plenty of it. The woke crowd, they have plenty of money. They have benefactors. And uh, you need another million to, uh, to keep, what's his name, mouth shut? You got it. Proud, arrogant, boasters, blasphemers of God, forsakers of God, traitors of God, all working together to condone and to uh, sanction the abomination of homosexuality against God. And now homosexual marriage, which I told you a long time ago, even Lot in, in the homosexual back in their day, they didn't do that. So you wonder why we're constantly hearing about the country blowing up because of a volcano exploding in Yellowstone. You wonder why the, these strange tornadoes across the whole country, what, in, in December? Uh, you, you people in Adelaide, you don't understand what's going on? You gung-ho uh, uh, people with the American spirit is more important to you than the Holy Ghost of God. Huh? All across America, God is dismantling and destroying America piece by piece in December. Not to mention the two hurricanes that hit Florida. People still trying to climb out of that. And the eastern seaboard. You're not taking notice? And then we have people talking about dropping nuclear bombs on us. Three and four countries joining up against us. Buzzing our allies, buzzing us. Thank God somebody told the truth today and said there's no aliens down here on earth. I've been telling you for years, the aliens are your enemies. They are, they're human beings, and they hate you. And they got, they got some, some uh, uh, machinery that you don't know anything about. That's what that is. And I get so, so disgusted with these, this band, these men who get on Discovery Channel. They talk about aliens every day. I believe, now, if you, if you want to talk about aliens, I believe they're demons. You're seeing some demons. They can transform themselves into an angel of light. So, I mean, I mean, they can, they can get a ship together and make you think that there's some kind of alien. There's no aliens, people. No aliens from outer space. I, I'm glad somebody from the Pentagon or somewhere said, no, there's nothing, no aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better be concerned about these drones <laughs> from Russia and from China and from other places. You better be concerned about these other uh, flying objects. Okay? Because God is not playing. You may be playing because we like to play, don't we? But God doesn't play. Jesus Christ does not play. They don't do that. Mm. And uh, he doesn't even want us to jest. Uh, 
joke around and all of that. He doesn't want us to do that. God is very serious. See, we have foolishness in our hearts. We're born with foolishness in our hearts. And so, oh, we like to play. But none of that matters in real life. So you need to humble yourself down. Stop being proud and boastful and a blasphemer against God Almighty. And let me say this to some of you wives. It's a passage that is not preached on by women or men. And some so-called women preachers ought to be ashamed of the fact that they never preach on Ephesians 5, 22, 23, 24, and, other, and so many other verses throughout the Bible that God deals with the women. That's what you need to be preaching on, by the way, you women preachers. You don't need to be preaching to men. Hello. I don't care if you like it or not. Oh, this is a new day, you know, but it's still the old word. See. So, you don't need, we don't need to hear a sermon from you about Obadiah. You need to preach uh, some verses dealing with women. Because we got, we got many women in the church who are a problem. And I said it before, one time, I should have said it more, but not only is Matt Chandler wrong for texting that married woman, that married woman uh, is wrong for texting Matt Chandler. Hello. Hello. Huh? He got all the heat. And may God have mercy on our souls for, for having things rigged that way. He got all the heat, but she was texting him back. So you preachers need, you, you women, you female preachers need to preach to the women. How about that? You need to live right yourself and act right yourself, and then you need to preach to the women yourself. You're supposed to be doing that anyway. The Bible says the older women ought to teach the young women. Men don't want to have to train their wives as to what to do. They want them trained already. The first line of training is mommy. Dad can do his part. I wrote a whole book to my daughters, two books, on what to do and what not to do. One of the reasons why is because my wife didn't teach him anything. And she was not living anything herself. As far as being submissive to her husband, obeying her husband, none of that shit, they never saw her do that on her own, cheerfully and joyfully. I wrote a book, Letters to Young Black Women, on how to behave, how to act how to move on and forward in life. But that's not my, really, that's not my place to do that. And some women were offended by the fact that I did it. Well, if you, in my attitude, if you had done it yourself, in fact, I told my wife when we first got married, because she was a virgin when we first got married, and, uh, uh, I told her, and I thought, you know, if she was a virgin, then she she'll be a virtuous woman. I was just that dumb. You can be a virgin and not a virtuous woman. So I, I thought she was going to be a virtuous woman. She was not. But she, we were still, you know, newlyweds at that point. We were still young. And I told her to write a book to young women. I don't know why I told her to do that, but that's what I told her. 
she wrote some things and it didn't it wasn't it wasn't worth a flip and so later on when my oldest daughter Danny grew up who's more like me by the grace of God thankfully she helped me to write the book I put uh, my wife's name on there too along with my daughter but but because it's a book to women and uh uh, but she really didn't help that much. However, it would give women more confidence to read it. And so you women need to preach to the women. You want to be a woman preacher? You want to be a female preacher? I don't need for you to preach to me. In the words of Bishop Daniel White Jr., all of that is asked back was, I don't need your husband putting you up there to preach to me. And I'm the head of my household? Girl, you got to be crazy. I don't want to hear it. You preach to the women. And some little, uh, you know, Bible study way over there and uh, the book of Uriah, <laughs> which is not a book. The book of that, uh, uh, the book of... Um, Amos or something. I'm glad you can talk about that, but that's not what needs to be talked about. You need to be talking to these women in your church acting like hoes. Huh? I, I, you know they're wrong, but you don't say anything. You know they're hooking, they hooking up with men in the church, but you don't say anything because here's what you say. You old women, you ought not to be saying this. Well, you know the. Young ladies have needs, and, and we have some bull peeps in here who can take care of those needs. And, you know, we got to keep the women happy now. So we, you, you, you just, you have a blind eye to that. You and the pastor both. But if a man, a man was committing adultery and running around and single and trying to tap everything he could in the church, you have a problem with that. But the, you got young women in the church who acting like hoes and dressing like hoes, whores. There's no way in the world that a man, a woman, ought to be going to church with some yoga pants on and no panties. Oh, how do you know they don't have any panties? What kind of panties? How do you know? First of all, there are men in the church who have been with many women. Okay, they can tell, and they and they know why the women are dressing like that. See, and this has been going on for years: yoga pants, uh, tight jeans, like they jumped on the dresser and poured themselves into the jeans. And it's to the point now that that doesn't even look good, and especially. And I know you don't like this. Why some women are mad at me today? Watch this, especially you fat women. Put it on skinny jeans. Don't do that. I'm telling you this because I love you. You look terrible. Nobody's going to tell you that. Your girlfriend's going to lie. Ooh, girl, you look good. No, you don't. You're 350 pounds. You should not be wearing any tight jeans. That's why they made dresses to cover up all of that. You could probably get a man if you cover all of that fat up. And I'm not talking about PHAT. I'm talking about FAT. 
and 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 mommy and the mothers of the church and the so-called preachers of the church, female preachers of the church, you need to be dealing with that right there. That'll help your husband out. It'll help the other men out trying to do right. There are many um, young men, I mean, men who are Christians, who they're trying to do the right thing. And they, and they, 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 they got to deal with that out there in the world, on the job, with women dripping with fatness, P-H-A-T. Dripping with fatness all over the place. They got to see it on TV. Some of them are caught in pornography. And you want to preach to everybody about Amos? You, 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 you're off base. You need to be preaching to these girls about these young women about dressing modestly. I saw a pastor's wife the other day. The wife was dressed modestly and beautifully. And by the way, I saw a woman today. Uh, a white woman on CBS News. She took the place of the other woman. I've never seen this woman before, but she had on a maroon-colored dress, man, and it was modest, and it went all the way down below her calf, uh, and she looked great. She looked fabulous. You can look good in a nice dress. You don't have to wear stuff to show your behind and your buttocks. And your breasts, and then you get you go you get as soon as somebody say something to you, you're angry, you're mad, and you and and then when you get raped, then you want to cry, you know, to somebody who told you, but you didn't listen. So stop being proud, so-called Christians, stubborn. Arrogant, boasters, braggarts. You know, everybody likes to brag today, don't they? Some people in the church, they do humble bragging, which is disgusting. Makes you want to throw up. The humble bragging, you know how they do that. It's disgusting. Oh, my, my husband gave me this right here. Look here, honey, look here. Oh, she already knows you don't have one. You've never had one. You don't even have a husband. And she's just rubbing it in. Don't you hate that when people do that mess? You don't hate it because it's bothering you, bothering you because what she has, if you're saved. You hate it because it's stupid. You, you hate it for her. She's doing this humble bragging. You got men who do the same thing, humble bragging. Disgusting. And I'm going to cut it off right there. But I have... Some more family practical um, things I want to share with you uh, that goes along with this sermon. It makes it even more real. It makes you helps you to understand and see what you're dealing with, because you no doubt have some woke people in your family. They are a strange-looking bunch. First of all, you will notice them because they're angry all of the time. They're mad as hell. They don't have any joy. Don't, they don't have any peace, and they walk real fast because they know they're wrong. 
and, 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 and they have already cussed you out. That's the principle that they practice called reductionism. See, they already, they've already, uh, um, they already got you on the silent treatment. They, they're told not to speak to you, not to talk to you. But see, when you have God on your side, you really don't even have to deal with them. Because God is giving you the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, insight, and you, you, I mean, God will get you to the point where you feel sorry for him. Because the devil has their mind. Third, and I uh, wrote this to my woke extended family, and I basically told all of them, if you cannot uh, affirm and you cannot strengthen what I have taught my children from the Word of God, you fake Christians who claim that you're saved just because you're in the church, and I'm addressing uh, my wife's side of the family and my side of the family. Then leave my children alone. You can do what you want. They're grown. And if they want to communicate with you, that's fine. I mean, that's their business. But but I, I, you say, well, your children are grown. Uh, they can talk to me. That's fine. Okay? But what I say to them is, I'm grown too, so I'm going to say what I want to say. Because some of you people are full of hell and the devil, and I didn't raise my children to be that way. And there are no angels. But I did not raise them to do that. I raised them to follow God and to obey God and to fear God and to love God back. And obviously you don't. And, and here's what's going to happen. You're going to make them twofold more the child of hell than yourself. Because you are a phony and you are a hypocrite. And they're going to end up doing the same dumb mess and evil that you have done. Because here's what you're going to talk with them about. Do you, girl, do you have a boyfriend? Girl, do you ever have, have you ever had sex before? All this kind of mess. Because you know what they haven't, because I didn't raise them like that. All of my children live here as virgins. The girls and the boys. Messing around with you and your woke foolishness, uh, that's going to be a problem. So and let me tell you what, I, let me tell you what uh, I'm talking about here. I was visiting my mother, and we went on a little trip. It was an amazing, quick trip. And uh, we were, and in fact, uh, uh, my mother had a Mercedes at the time, but we went in Escalade, her friend's Escalade, her girl, the lady in the church, not a, not a man, male. And I appreciate my mother helping me with that issue. Uh, I appreciate all she did, uh, especially the wonderful sub sandwiches that she she bought. And I did get on her about all the diet coke she would buy. I mean, she would buy a case of diet coke. I said, you can't. You're eating healthy. You've been eating healthy all these years. Now you're gonna. 
kill yourself with these Diet Cokes or Diet Pepsis and gold can. And so that was the first time I ever told my mother that, you know, you, you can't do this. But anyway, I said it respectfully and lovingly. And she didn't say anything, but she looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> she looked at me like I was crazy, like I had lost my mind. And no mother can do it like my mother. Have you lost your mind? Boy. Anyway, we got back. My mother, grandmother, my mother, you want to hear it? We got back. And uh, my mother, she was letting me sleep in her master bedroom. Uh, for a while there, when she, cause she was on a uh, on a trip, and so I, I guess I went back to get my stuff. Hello, I, I, you know, I mean, we 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 coming back. The house is dark, and and and, and I'm thinking everything was the same. I was going, so I went back to get my stuff. So I'm going to another room. Let my mother have her room. Lo and behold, I went back there, and my niece, who did not go on the trip with us, was in the bed having sex with a dude. These are teenagers now. And to, with a Negro. And I, 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 I took matters into my own. I said, nigga, you don't get your ass out of this house right now. Oh, he jumped and he was grabbing stuff and he was running out having naked and and, and 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 my mother acted like she didn't see him and and like she didn't want to uh, deal with the situation at hand, but I dealt with it. Now, here here's here's the deal, and here's why I'm I'm bringing that up. It's disgusting. It's sad. It's pitiful. See. But my if my if, if if my daughters were left down there with her, and and people down there, see that kind of stuff went on for years. That's how um, all four of us, all four of my siblings, my dad and mom's children, committed sexual sin before we got married. It's a shame before God. And they were both preachers. Something was not right. And now here's my niece, her grandchild, in her master bedroom having sex with some Negro. That was very discombobulating to me uh, because I thought we had uh, done better and got better. And, and, and this is the kind of spirit that my mother has had down through the years. My mother really does not see anything wrong with young people having sex or uh, getting together and all that. Cause, you know, she's talked about this down through the years. I do. And now that I have, by God's grace, raised my children to keep their purity, and now we got some woke people in the family uh, going, and that's what they're going to do, to ask them questions like that. Do you have a girlfriend? 
Do you have a boyfriend? All this kind of stuff like that. What do you think about uh, homosexuality and all of that? Because some of them are that way. And see, the, the way I view things, Uh, is that, and, and God has led me to do this for years, I, I need to make sure I do my job. I need to make sure I do my job. Whether they obey it or not, whether they like it or not, that does not matter. But God made it clear to me, I need, I need to make sure they hear what I have to say. If, the, if, y'all, if you all want to still try to ruin the lives of my children, you, and, and they, they consent to it, well, then you, that's between uh, the both of you and God. But I'm going to do my part. We're going to have this record in writing and verbally. And it's not just about us. Other people are watching, other people are listening, and other people are reading. And you know where some of them say, uh-huh, yeah, I see that, I recognize that, I recognize that's going on in my family. So... Third, and uh, I'm not going to stay long on this tonight. We're going to pick up this tomorrow or next time. You are trying to promote your demonic woke foolishness to my children regarding Black Lives Matter, which is an anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-traditional family, pro-homosexual pro-lesbian, pro-feminist, pro-transgendered, pro-transgender evil outfit and using racism as a Trojan horse organization led by lesbians and homosexuals and uh, transgendered individuals which has as a goal to do away with a man as the head of the household. Even Beth Moore's daughter said she hoped that the patriarchy burn down to the ground. And I told Beth Moore in the article that means that your husband, her father, would have to burn down to the ground too. You people be tripping because the patriarchy was created by God. And we don't need the matriarchy. And we, we, you've tried that, and that has been a mess. And does not believe that men ought to be the head of the household families and leaders chosen by God in the church. That's what you want to teach my children. And some of you may not have known that, but that's your spirit, isn't it? That's the kind of heart you have, isn't it? 
That's your mentality. And you have lived it out because you don't have a husband now. Why? Because you never respected him. You never obeyed him. You never submitted yourself to him. You never showed the man any respect. And I'm here to tell you, if a man is a man, even if he is not saved, you're going to run him off if you don't respect him and you all up in his face like Ray Ray uh, uh, wife was and he lost it and cold cocked it with one lick she was out because he's all muscle Ray Ray the football player all muscle from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet he hit her one time and she was out like a light is that what you want for your wife I mean your children your grandchildren is that what you want you want a man like like your husband was trying to cut your head off like a chicken with a knife? Is that what you want? For your grandchildren? Because you're running off at the mouth all up in the man's face. Here you are uh, dripping wet, no more than 100 pounds, and he's 300 pounds, all muscle. That don't make any sense. Does not nature teach you? That you ought to behave in a case like that? In my mother's case, you want you want your daughters to go through what you went through? You running off at the mouth. He's telling you way back from the kitchen. All right, Shelly, your, 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 your mouth is, is writing a check. Your ass can't pay. <laughs> That's what he said. Your mouth is going to get your ass in trouble, Shirley. And you're still running off in the mouth, still disrespecting the man, don't have the right attitude towards the man, running off the mouth, trying to control the man, dominate the man, and then he, he, he smashed your head into a bathroom mirror. Blood gush, uh, gushing out. I saw it. I... I don't know why I got up, but I remember, I can, what I can remember, I can remember I had my cowboy suit on, and I can remember walking down that little aisle that was going through rooms. And then I came out through the kitchen and came around to the bathroom. On, we were on Chauncey Street, I believe, or Evergreen One. I remember that. And my wife, mother, you never taught her anything about being a wife or a mother or a woman, period. And she did the same thing to her daughters. That's why they are calling you, because they never had a mother. They're trying to get some motherly love without getting it from devilish mentors who are divorced and, and, and whorish and everything else, and who probably mistreated them. Devilish pastor's wives, uh, uh, just as whorish as anybody else, and, and probably mistreated them. They, they were getting hurt by people in the church. So they reached out to you. And now all, you want to get them all riled up with some man and having sex and, and, and let me tell you how to get them, let me tell you how to... You don't have a man yourself. 
And if you have one, you're mistreating him. So don't do that. Leave, leave my children alone. They're gone. I, you were never there for them growing up. You never called or wrote and asked that we need any help. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I didn't, I didn't want you to call and bother us. I'm glad. I'm happy and I appreciate the fact y'all didn't bother us. I appreciate that. And I didn't want to have Thanksgiving with you then, and I don't want to have Thanksgiving with you now, particularly with what you're doing. However, I do want you to get saved. And if you come right, we can have, we can, we can have a conversation. But you're not going to come to my house and disrespect me when I have raised my seven children by myself without the help of your daughter or your niece or your sister. You didn't teach her anything. I had to teach her. And that's just the reality. And so I'm going to close it out right there. We're going to pick up here tomorrow or next time I preach on this. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word and for the truth of this message. And I pray that people in the family on both sides would, both sides of the family, would humble themselves and believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and get saved. I pray, Lord, for uh, the revival of those who might be saved and I pray, Lord, that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. I pray this not only for them, but for all people in this country and around the globe. And uh, I pray that you would revive those who are saved in this country and around the globe. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and mourning as well in this country and around the globe. Draw them to yourself for salvation. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, Jesus Christ said you must be born again, and then he told Nicodemus how to get born again when he said the most important words ever said in the history of the world Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's Ten Commandments by lying and by stealing and by robbing and by lusting and coveting after people and things in your heart, by uh, dishonoring and disobeying your parents, by dishonoring and disobeying God. You are a sinner as I am a sinner, for the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
And then the Bible says the wages of sin is death. We die because of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins and ways. That's the reason why we die. We don't die because of a car crash. We don't die because of cancer. We don't die because of cardiac arrest. We don't die because of the coronavirus plague. Those are just means to death. We die because of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins against God, and we do not take advantage of a way of escape that God has provided for us because many of us love light, uh, we love darkness rather than light. We love sin rather than righteousness. But the way to get saved, Jesus Christ told you. Saved from what, by the way? Saved from hell. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because hell is a real place. Jesus Christ never lied. He cannot lie, the Bible says. So hell is real. And that's where you're going if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins and call on his name. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So tonight, dear friend, if you want to be saved from the power of your sins, if you want to be saved from the punishment of your sins in hell, please believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Call on his name. Pray and ask him to save you. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. Repeat after me in prayer and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For I have broken your Ten Commandments, as was pointed out to me tonight. I understand that I deserve to go to hell to burn forever based upon the sermons of Jesus Christ himself. For Jesus Christ's sake, Holy Father God, please have mercy and grace upon me, a sinner, and please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins and uh, was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I do believe in you and I do receive you into my heart and into my spirit. 
Please save my soul from hell. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to change and help me to uh, turn away from my evil lifestyle. and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins and was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. And you meant it, and you were sincere. And you called on his name in prayer, and you were sincere in doing that. Then according to the word of God Almighty, you are now saved. Your only hope for heaven is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, was buried, and rose from the dead, Church membership can't save us. Putting our hand on the Bible can't save us. Giving money to the church can't save us. Working hard in the church can't save us. Only believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. The thief on the cross humbly said to Jesus Christ while he was dying for the sins of the world, Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Jesus Christ, busy dying for your sins and mine and his, looked at him and said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. That thief on the cross never got off the cross and went to church and gave money to the church and worked in the church, got baptized or nothing. But he was the first one to go to heaven with Jesus. And if Jesus can save a thief on the cross, if Jesus can save a wicked wretch like me, Jesus can save you. And so, uh, dear friends, congratulations for hearing the gospel and for believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Now, to help you grow in the faith and to become a strong believer and disciple of Christ, go to gospellightsociety.com and tap on the book titled, What to Do After I Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And now, tonight, since you believed in him, you have entered in. And if you read this book, it will help you with the next steps as to what God wants you to do as a new believer in Christ. And also, down at the bottom of the site, uh, there are podcasts that will lead you to thousands of other podcasts dealing with 
multiple subjects, nearly 50 different biblical theological subjects that will help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Email us and let us know. Our email is on that site as well. GospelLightSociety.com Email us tonight. Let us know that you got saved. And we have people who work around the clock. And they'll get that information to me. And we will pray for you and rejoice with you. If you have a special prayer request, you have a special need, don't hesitate to email us and let us know for prayers what we do here. We will pray for you, and we'll continue to pray for you until you tell us to stop.